0: Hey guys, what's going on? This is Connor Duby, host of the Mile High Mentors podcast. And if you want to start being intentional with your free time to discover your true purpose and potential, two very important things, then you should be listening to the free time podcast with my man, Carl Sona.
1: Deep down in your gut, you know there's more to life than waking up for school or work, going through the motions just to get by, and living for the weekend. But you're still scared and uncertain about what your true purpose in life is. Welcome to the Free Time Podcast. Your very own community and virtual support group created to help you leverage your free time as a valuable asset. So you can start to improve your mindset, learn self-empowerment skills, and ultimately find true fulfillment to move you towards the incredible life that was specifically created for you to live. This is more than a podcast dropping three episodes a week. This is a movement. Built around real people, sharing real stories, focused on helping you make the most of your life by becoming super intentional with your time. Brought to you by your host, Carl Sona.
2: Hey, what's good? Welcome to the Free Time Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Sona. And I believe that your free time is a valuable asset you have full control over, and it's actually the best time to learn self-empowerment skills, improve your mental health, and take steps towards living a more fulfilled life. If you're tuning in, you're probably curious about how you can start improving in one or all of these areas. If that's you, you've come to the right place, and I want to invite you to get settled in.
0: You know people talk about manifesting right and and some people see it as kind of like woo woo but when you actually break it down on a biological level it makes sense like i can literally manifest anything right 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 like you, you manifested this you saw this in your head and now it's a physical thing here
2: now before we get in today's episode i'd like to make a quick announcement We're on a mission to build a movement here around the topics of self-empowerment, mental health, and personal fulfillment. These are all some really big topics that we all deal with as human beings, but also they're topics that will look a little different for each of us as individuals. And so I'd love to put a name with the face and learn more about who you are and where you are currently along your journey. So I'm super excited to announce that I'm offering free 15-minute Zoom phone calls with me in order for us to get better acquainted. If you're at all interested in this, please hit the link to my calendar in the show notes below to sign up for a time, and I'll see you there. Now, without further ado,
1: let's jump into our episode today.
0: Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Carl Soda, host of the
2: Free Time Podcast, and today I'm so excited to be joined by a very, very special guest. This gentleman is the host of Mile High Mentors. He's very, very active, and I would call him, you know, sort of a guru on LinkedIn with helping IT and tech companies scale and grow their conversions via LinkedIn. And he's all around, just a general great guy. You know, he's a he's a podcaster, thank you, thank you. he's a speaker, he's a motivator, he's a marketer. Connor Ruby.
0: Connor, show, thank you, brother. I appreciate you having me. I'll uh, I always talk over people's intro. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I hate that term, guru. Like I would. I would consider myself a practitioner, not a guru, Ooh, you know what I mean? I like it. Because I really, I'm not a guru. Like, who's a guru, really? Like, yeah. That term is so overused. Mm. And it's kind of like when people consider themselves gurus. Yeah. But I have a focus. You know, my focus is LinkedIn. My focus is the podcast. Yeah. So, so.
2: I love that you brought that up. I actually try to usually be very, very self-aware about word choice. Yeah. And a guru, now that I think about it, would almost imply absolute mastery. Like, like there's no more for me to learn.
0: Yeah. And I think that's just not the case. I anymore. don't think there's yeah. no such dude. You're in sales, right? Right. There's no such thing as absolute mastery. It doesn't exist. <laughs> no, Nobody no. could you ever, you could be, how, how many years have you been in sales? I've been doing it five years now. Yeah. I've been in sales since I was a seven year old. Mm. I, it was when I started my first business and I still, uh and, and dude, like I'm still learning stuff every single day. Yeah. You talk to some of the top of the top, like I, you got Grant Cardone's 10X, you know, notebook over there. He's still learning things about sales. Like that. Absolutely. There's no master. I don't think it- mastery really exists. And we'll get
2: into that because I think there's definitely a huge difference between playing the finite game versus the and, you know, infinite game. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people get in their own way. So we'll touch on that. But yeah. before, I, before we kind of dive into your, your story, you know, as I was doing research on this and getting prepared for our conversation, the one thing that struck me about you, and I hope to get to know you more after this, but the one thing that struck me about you was like, I had to put you in one word. I would say messenger, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you obviously, one thing that stuck out about you to me was in your speech at social media day when you and I connected. Yeah. You said messaging is meaning. Yeah. And and, and that was so impactful because I feel like at the end of the day, we all have a message, right? I mean, you're helping companies get their message out there to help sales and all these different things. But like people that tune into this show, by and large, are young people. Let's say they're in a job in a corporate setting and they're struggling with like, what is my voice in this space? Like, like, you know, like getting really clear on that. So if you don't mind, walk us back towards where you started with regard to actually like figuring out what your message was. And I think everybody sees you as just like Sharp Dresser and all these different things, It's LinkedIn, you know, practitioner, but how did you start and how
0: did you really start to kind of get clear and cultivate your message? I'm, dude, I I cultivate my message every single day. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I'm still working on my own message. I just turned 26 this last, you know, um, this last uh, week, but, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm one of those like kind of old souls. Like, I feel like I've lived a hundred lifetimes already, oddly enough. Even when I was young, I kind of felt this way. And, uh, you know, I, I think that a uh, messaging just comes from like trying to develop out your purpose. Like, um, and, and, and you develop that out just by taking action and by step taking steps, right? People think they need to try to figure stuff out before doing this, yeah. you know, like getting a podcast started or starting a business or applying for that job. It's like, I need to have all my shit. My podcast. Absolutely. I need to have all my shit figured out. Right. Um, I think something I've been profoundly great at is just, just, Kind of like taking action and then refining as I go along. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I started uh, kind of to get to where I am today. Like I started my first business at the age of seven. We were just talking about this, and um, I started my business by snatching rocks from my neighbor's yards and my parents' yard, and I painted them with patriotic, patriotic symbols and I sold them um, to raise. Funds for the 9/11 rebuild efforts. So okay. 9/11 hit. I was seven years old. Um, you were young too. You know, you're a 28 year old dude, and yeah. and, uh, and it was like, you to give back. Remember how tied everybody was in the community at that point in time. Yeah. So uh, that's where I dove into entrepreneurship, and I'm like, and 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 really kind of initiated like, I can do this business thing, but like give back to people at the same time. Mm. Um, started a handful of businesses throughout high school, lawn mowing companies, you know, started a few companies throughout high school. Um, so I got started really early and, uh, and also donated my time a lot. Like so much of my high school years were, um, any nonprofit that was involved with the school, I'm like, I'm jumping on this, thing. like, let's do this. Um, and I was constantly having my fingers, my, my, my like kind of fingers in everything that was going on with like business, and a nonprofit space in my high school, so that's where um, you know. Over the past few years, I've kind of been really refining on my like on my business skills. I managed a marketing department of twenty five, trained hundreds of salespeople, managed a marketing department at the age of twenty two of twenty five people, helped grow that from four to $11 dollars uh, $11 in a year and a half, oh, wow. and then when I. And, and this was when I was earning my marketing degree, by the way. So, like, oh, while I was a big student, yeah, while I was a student. So, I'm like getting my marketing degree. I'm like seeing this marketing, like this, this stuff in person. I'm like, whoa, the the school system, like so behind times on this stuff. Oh, shit, tell me about it. Man. Big time, big time. But, but, um, uh, well, actually, we'll circle back on that. So, um, uh, where's I going with that? Basically. I had a lot of hard experience. You know, I did door-to-door sales for two and a half years too. While I was like trying—that's a grind. That's a grind, dude. Um, you know, anyone who's done cold calling or just like like you—you you learn so much about sales when you show up on someone's doorstep unannounced. Like, hey, what's up, dude? Hey, you want to like buy from us? Like, let's work together. Blah blah blah. And it's like in the middle, of are you? Yeah. dude. I've had cops called on me. I've been shoved
1: down driveways. You know, um, I've
0: uh, been threatened by guns. Like the the craziest of the craziest in the sales genre is door to door. And I stuck there for two and a half years doing that when most people don't last kind of two and a half
2: weeks. So let's take a quick little break on that because I think... Where a lot of people get stuck is like this fear of rejection, like, you know, hearing that word no. Yeah. What's your, what's your relationship with the word no? I, mean,
0: I still hate getting rejected. Oh, so, so I'm happy
2: you touched on that, right? Because you're a human being. Like, yeah. who wants to hear no? Yeah. But still, like, how do you push past that? Like, that that's like a different, like, gear that I think everybody has the ability to engage. But, like, not everybody's, like, top of mind conscious yeah. about how to engage that. So, like, what was keeping you going? You know, like, dude, you're getting the cops calling you. Like, it's so easy to be like, not for me. How'd you to show up and like bootstrap yourself?
0: Uh in that scenario, dude, honestly, money. Like okay. I mean, I was I'm I'm I still am today. Like I'm wearing a billionaire in the making shirt, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Money was a big motivator in that case. That wasn't me, right? No, no, yeah. Okay. No, I just make sure I silence myself for you. Um and uh so I could work, like what what I kind of got from that in that in that case, what kept me moving is like. Dude, this sucks, but like I can work fifteen, you know, twenty hours a week and make rent, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, take care of my girlfriend at the time, and you know, kind of like eat well from time to time and stuff like that, and and barely have to like work the the forty hours a week or part time hours that most people do. So I go out there, I bang a couple doors, you know, it'd be like two hours a day or something like that. I you know go into four or five appointments and yeah. Absolutely. So, really, just like leveraging your time and kind of just keep it all together. And uh, and and something else that probably kept me there was there was a good culture, like a team. Uh, the the uh, company, the owners, and all that they um, they uh, really invest in their people. Mm-hmm. So that was good. That yeah. was a good experience. I watched this company explode from thirteen million dollars to seventy. million in like four years when I came in and from when I left. Yeah. So um, it was a profound experience of observing expansion and growth and and sales and like, um, managing people. And this was all at the age of 20, like between like 18 and 22, I was experiencing all this stuff. That's you know? so interesting.
2: Were they employing by and large like, millennials, like young 20-year-olds right right out the gate at this organization? Anybody. They, yeah, it was a
0: window company. So they had people who were in the warehouse, they had sales people, they had the marketing departments, Yeah. Um, wide range of uh, people. But there were a lot of millennials yeah. who had come through. That was their business model, dude. They just recruit people, recruit a ton of people. Some them will stick, you know, and, and retain, some of them will bounce out after, you know, a certain amount of time.
2: Yeah, no, I mean one of the things that I'm super passionate about is like, you know, this idea of what companies are doing to invest in their people. You know, mm-hmm. I think second to the products or the services that they have, their greatest asset is their people. And I think a lot of organizations are sort of in this like rinse, wash, and repeat sort of mode yes. with, with their people, you know, and, and people like can feel that they can feel disposable, you know, yeah. and like it brings about the Sunday scaries that bring like that awful Monday dread. That was the downside. That, that was the downside an outside
0: of that particular type of how that business is set up.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm just curious, man, for like people that are in organizations like that, like what words of advice do you have for them as far as? You know, either finding a way to empower themselves by having difficult conversations with their company about what they'd like to do or, and yeah. like, contribute more, or how can we just like sort of navigate that? Because I think a lot of
0: people are like in this zombie mode, man, and it, it, it's soul crushing. Because you know, we're not here forever. Yeah, not not only millennials. I know baby boomers who are. Yeah. Zombie mode. Um, you know, I would say set your intention on what it is you want. Yeah. Right. So when I went into that scenario, I knew I wanted to be, you know, in marketing and like running marketing departments, and and uh, and I found a passion for sales through that. But I went in and, and I told them in my interview, I'm like, listen, this door to door thing, like this kind of sucks. Like I don't want to do this, but I'm interested in marketing, and I see how you run this department. So I actually approached the dude who was hiring me. Uh his name was Buck Vernon at the time. <laughs> Shout out to Buck. Uh, <laughs> Buck Vernon. And uh
1: and and when I came in
0: for the interview, I started asking him all these questions, probably unusual to how most would approach a job interview. I'm like, I'm like, you're marketing, like, how do you run this? And like, how do you run this? And I was like, I was like interviewing him, mm-hmm. you know, um, and 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 like by the end of the interview, he had me behind his desk looking at his computer screen, like showing me their, their uh, marketing reports and proximity marketing reports and like sales reports and all this good stuff. And this is the first time I met this dude. So I went in there with the intention of like learning even though the job wasn't was was not ideal for me, oh, I love uh, that. or anybody, but I went in there with the intention of like, what what can what can I obtain? What can I get from this for my next career move? Yeah, and it was the best thing ever because everything I do now relates back to my experience of watching that company expand, sales, going to somebody's doorstep. Like, dude, you saw me on stage. Like, I I don't I don't get nervous going and speaking in front of people because I just. Um, I've obzer- obzer- observed and learned others... Doing it, and yeah. I had that experience of going to somebody's door, and I still hate rejection. Rejection sucks for anybody. Anybody, fuck. I mean, rejection sucks. No, yo, yo right? absolutely. Man. That's why you don't approach
2: that. On a primitive that's standpoint, that's it's like you're rejecting, like you know, my my future offspring, my my my, my ability to procreate. Yeah, like you're you're saying no to that. Yeah, that is so threatening on yeah. an evolutionary level.
0: Yeah, and in when when you're like uh, in in um, I think I can't remember I heard this, but like in. Uh, um, tribal times, like when we lived in small communions, if you were in front of a group and you were talking to a group, you were defending some. You're like kind of in defense mode because you're on trial, mm-hmm. right? So that's why there's a fear of public speaking. It just kind of goes down to like our our root nature. So I do a lot of things to mitigate that: meditation, exercising, like other things around that. But it still sucks. I just I just kind of bulldoze through it and uh and and the only way other people can do it who haven't had the experience I have is to just start mm-hmm. you know? just start like start 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 doing the scary things, right like I went skydiving yesterday I'm yeah. like, dude I didn't want to do that that was terrifying. There's nothing that you can't not do now because it, because yeah. you've conquered that. It really
2: comes down to like self mastery. You know yeah. like, the body wants to go into survival mode. When yeah. you're in your survival mode you can't really think past thing is in front of you that looks like an impenetrable barrier but when the mind can you talk about meditation that's where meditation is so key like i need mean, 10 minutes every morning you start to become more familiar about how you can you know manly override that fear is what i call it i've got here to call out a year and a half ago crazy fear heights went down to angels landing in southwest oh. Utah did that angels landing peak i don't know if you're familiar with it bro like i literally like forgot how to walk in the mountain but i had to like have my mind tame the body. And that's a beautiful thing to learn, especially when you get a little bit of momentum there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another thing you touched on, man, was this idea of, you know, um, being in a job and being really intentional about learning as much as you could. I think a lot of people are in entry-level positions that, you know, quite frankly, aren't sexy. Like, they're not like this awesome thing that they want to broadcast to the world that they're doing, right? But I think what we need to be mindful of is realizing that like everything we do now sets us up for the next thing. Like yeah. how you do one thing is how you do everything. You know, it's an audition to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Talk about that a little bit more, man, because I think that can kinda help people, you know, stay a little more resilient in situations or circumstances that they're quite frankly, you know, not the most glamorous mm-hmm. or, or happy with.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, I mean dude, I'm a believer of like we live in a world where you can do what you want and be and, and like have passion for what you're going into because I can I truly believe like me personally if I wanted to go get hired at any company I truly believe I could go do it my you name name the company I'm like I could get a job there if I really wanted to um, because of the steps and approach to it and I believe everyone else has the power to do that also okay so first off. Um, you know, you don't have to also be passionate as much about the vehicle as you do the experience you're going to get out of the vehicle. Sometimes, sometimes the vehicle is the right approach. Um, now, here's the other thing from experience of even hiring people over the years is, dude, millennials are entitled <laughs> Yo, call what it is, dog. to Millennials. Dude, I mean, millennials are entitled, but also Gen Xers are entitled and baby boomers are entitled. Everybody's, entitled. Everybody's entitled. Everybody's entitled. The ones who succeed don't take that approach of entitlement. So I have personally worked, been of service for free in a number of different areas that didn't net profit right away. And then three, four, five years down the road, something happens in that active service. I was able to, you know, provide or basically um, working for free in a lot of scenarios. I was able to, uh, one, get education from it. Yeah. And number two, um, it reciprocates. It always recipro- it reciprocates. I mean, that's just the way the universe works. I right. don't think that's a question anymore. I don't think that's – that should not be a doubt in anybody's mind. The universe – works in a reciprocal way. If I push that candle that way, something else energy wise is coming right. out the other end. So it works in all areas. Um, but, uh, but, but, you know, I think that people like, well, let me give you an example. I put a call out a few months ago for a job we were hiring for mm-hmm. and I had a bunch of people DM me, message me, email me. And one of the predominant things that i heard from most people, like within the first one or two messages exchange, how much does it pay? Mm. Big red flag. And I told him to fuck off. Yeah. You want to know why? Let us have it. Because the vehicle matters, but also what are you going to learn from the vehicle? The opportunity matters. If all you care about is whether you're going to make $15 an hour or $16 an hour or a hundred dollars an hour, it's not the right vehicle and it's not the right opportunity. That's just me personally.
2: Yeah, I completely agree, man. It's one of the reasons why, like, I love to volunteer my time. Yeah. That's always been sort of a value that I've grown up with, like mission trips, the whole nine. But from the standpoint of what you said, you know, this idea of, like, that reciprocation, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to give into somebody or something, or this is called the universe, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, in order to, like, receive back. And it's not even like, you should be doing that just to be able to, like, you know, have this. This sort of, like, balance on, like, a ledger. Like, oh, this is, like, outstanding transaction. I'm going to, like, pull back from. Him. But yeah. do it knowing that, like, honestly, we're all here to serve one another. Yeah. You know, in, in this game of life. And that's why I like to have open conversations about our experiences. Because you might share something that can help me with where I'm at, you know, and vice versa. And you just find that, like, we're able to all kind of raise our level of intention in the yeah. world that way. Not to mention, bro. Dude, i learned stuff from kids. Yeah. What? Those Does that Inhibiting, yeah. You know what I mean? They're just—they're right. just
0: flying by the skin in their pants yeah. all the time. I'm like, oh, dude, that's really insightful. Like, i can gonna use that. Yeah, to yeah. Something a ten-year-old says. Absolutely. Like and
2: not to mention, like when you're going through a personal battle or yeah. a struggle, again, survival mode—the you know, blinders come on. One of the best things that I love to do when I'm like struggling with something is pick up the phone, call a homie, be like, "What the fuck's going on with you, man? How yeah. are day going? You know, they might just tell you something that allows you to be in a vehicle to help them. And then now, that that blind is down. I mean, I'm always amazed to how that happens. 100%. You know what I mean? So let's be like a little less like, you know, survival of the fittest. Yeah. But realize that we're all here to serve one another.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think your audience would take from that? Like, what do you think? I mean, you got a young audience, a uh, younger audience, mostly millennials. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And uh, That are struggling with purpose and like sense of fulfillment. Like, like where purpose. do I find those things? Yeah. You know, and they're being bombarded by all this
2: choice. And I think we live in an amazing era, the digital era, where it's never been easier to, like, pick up a phone and, like, connect with anybody. But we've also never felt as isolated as we do because of what we're seeing out there and, you know, comparing. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's tough. So I think that's why it's more important to, like, have open and honest conversations with individuals so we can meet people where they really are. Yeah. You know, we've also lost the ability to actually communicate. No, like, oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, think about like dating, like yo, like you don't, you don't even know, you don't mm-hmm. even practice how to like. Yeah, you go. move
0: to the you move to the wrong state for dating. I promise. You. <laughs> Member, right? Denver. <Member. laughs> not, not, not only that, but like, but um, uh, you know, I think I think we have a fear of commitment. That comes down to like, you know, think of like business, think of dating. Think of owning a home, owning a home, <laughs> no, but but think of anything that exists today is uh the shiny object syndrome applies in every area, every scenario. So, like, almost anything I could ever think about doing or like wanting to obtain, or like you know, once I have it, there's always that other shiny object. Yeah. I'm on Instagram yeah. and I see people bawling out, like, you know, I saw Connor skydiving yesterday, like, oh man, I wish I had that life. What people don't know is, I went home and I had a had a frustration, a breakdown, just because I found something out about this this uh, this this chick I've been just like really into lately. Yeah, and uh, and it was just like really frustrating. So, um, you know, I, there's so much shiny objects. There's there's so much noise out there. You're absolutely right, and it, it makes for people being much more depressed, not being able to figure out what their mission and their vision is. Uh, You know, I've interviewed someone, uh, Karen um, Brown, on this podcast, and something she told me this last year that was, like, amazing is, uh, and I've lived by it ever since, is, like, it's not so much about what you can add to your life, friends. um, It's not so much about, you know, what you can add, technology. Like, in today's world, what can you eliminate? Oh, Who can you unfollow? Who can you weed out of your circle? Uh Right. Who can you like how can you like tighten your community? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I uh I follow Trent Shelton. He's like a pretty well known speaker, former NFL player. Mm -hmm. And and he talks about a very practical exercise we can all do, and that is the Pick up our device, you know, our phone, Android, whatever the case may be, and, like, go through, like, your uh, text rule and, like, audit the substance of those conversations you're yeah. having. You know, are you just sending a bunch of, like, stupid gifts back and forth? Nothing against gifts, man. I mean, like, we all need, you know, the time to be silly and goofy and yeah, rest. Yeah. But, like, you know, what is the level of substance behind those conversations? Are yeah. they adding to you or are they subtracting from you? Yeah, you know, and I'm like, to your point about just, like, eliminating the clutter
0: yeah yeah what can you get what can you kind of like start to weed out besides like people are people are trying to focus on like what can i add to my life like um how can i add another stream of income right people people misunderstand when someone when when they hear a millionaire or a wealthy person say multiple streams of income they're not talking about chasing 20 different rabbits and like Having different, they're talking about your, your like single, like Bill, or Warren Buffett says, you know, put all your eggs in one basket and watch the damn basket. Like, you know, um, how do you develop seven streams of income from that one uh bread and butter vehicle? That's why I do I get approached by business opportunities every other day, just from you know being out there, talking to a lot of people, networking, all that good stuff. And it's like I've 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 probably passed up opportunities that would put me further ahead than where I am right now, mm-hmm. but thankfully I'm focused on what I do because because uh, I I'll lose myself in that.
2: So let's go yeah. a little deeper there. I think what you're really talking about is, you know, shiny penny syndrome. Yeah, Again shiny it, object syndrome. So yeah. many attractive opportunities. I've struggled with this from time yeah. to time. And same think, with
0: dating, same with businesses, same with career choices. The yeah. grass is always greener on the other side.
2: Yeah, you know I mean? and so really I think the common denominator there is like this like lack of clarity
0: mm-hmm.
2: about, yeah. about, you know, what it is you're really like playing for, what it is you're really moving yeah. towards. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about cutting out the clutter. I think that's a huge key. What else do people keep top of mind to really, like, get clear on themselves? And I and, and let's go even deeper on that because a lot of people are also playing for how other people are going to feel about them. That could be their parents or their peers. You know, like, what do they think about me going this path versus that path? How do people, like... Separate other people's sort of like desires for that and like learn really tap on that intuition, mm-hmm. you know, that internal compass we all have mm-hmm. to just like push through to like that one
0: thing that that really they feel you know called to, to explore. Yeah, I'm reading a really interesting book right now called The Biology of Belief. Yeah. And um, you know, when your gut is telling you something, your intuition is telling you something, yeah, that's actually like that's accurate people don't understand how accurate that actually is so you know deep down what your ambitions are Mm -hmm. most people do i think most people fear not getting started with something yeah not doing something like people don't inherently fear starting a podcast Or becoming a speaker, or starting a business, or applying for that job—they they they fear being seen starting so small. Mm. Uh, They fear being seen starting with like not that big following that the person that inspired them. Camera on the trash can, dude. I mean, (laughs) but this works. Like, like, like uh, if you if you look how anything evolves. Like, look at Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. Jeff Bezos started in like that that you know you see that famous picture of Jeff Bezos starting in that kind of like shammy situation. Now maybe you don't want to be that, like the, the Bezos of the world, the Warren Buffett's like, maybe you don't aspire to that level. Maybe you want to be the best damn artist in dot polka dots or something like that. Well, do go find the person who's um, the best in that genre and go learn from them and go, you know, again, go work for free with them. This is where mentorship comes in. Mm -hmm. So part of finding your purpose, part of, part of finding your guidance, you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to go at it alone. Mentors, nobody creates success in a vacuum. And if you try to go at it alone, you fail everybody, nobody think of the most successful person in your arena in your genre and your niche None of them have done it alone. Yeah. So mentors will help you. Mentors will make you accountable. Okay, mm-hmm. which will help you be consistent. Yeah, which in turn is going to help you focus in and and like hone in on your purpose and your passions and what it is that you're trying to accomplish and give back to the world. They've walked the path before. They've walked the path before, and 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 you're still not going to walk the same path as somebody else. You're you're still going to kind of everyone's unique. Everyone's still going to kind of have their own like uh, like grooves. Like think of water. If you yes. water down on a you know, yes, it could still follow the same path but still trickle off in a different area. But that's the Probably. beautiful
2: thing about just getting started yeah. aka finding a mentor yeah. to kind of show you, you know, what good looks like so that
0: you can at least put, put foot to path, yeah. get in that walk, yeah. and then find how things naturally, you know, zig and zag you along to your path, right? People think they need to have everything mapped out step by step. I mean, yeah. That's why most people fail. Yeah, Like I never, when I keep went into like partnering up with my dad to build our main business. When I um, started with Mile High Mentors back a couple of years ago, I had no, I, I I had a vision of where I was going, but things have gone in drastically different direction than how I envisioned it, right? I maybe who knows I probably for the better the universe works magically that way. Yeah. so so whether it's a career, whether it's relationships, whether it's you know your, your podcast you're trying to get started no matter what it is, find a mentor. Um, now, now again being honed in like on a vision is important like my I, I remind myself every day I'm writing down my goals every single day I'm gonna help a hundred thousand people this year with cash connection or um, or content okay right so I write that down every day. Now, maybe 100,000 this year is audacious. Who knows? Um, You know, we've we've got a sizable following on our podcast. I get between LinkedIn, all my social platforms, I get sizable reach. And I know personally, like I'll see something from someone, maybe not even in my space and get that one golden nugget, that one thing that completely shifts my trajectory into another kind of like you know, something else that just helps me bounce right, right, into that next level. Right, it's all organic. Yeah. Again,
2: kind of going back to that, like, reciprocity of the yeah. universe. By 100%. Just, by, by just being slow. Yeah. I love that. I love that, man. Yeah. And Dude, so, this
0: podcast is not going to be the same. I mean, no. It's
2: like, it's going to yeah. evolve. Everything is changing. Right now, we're you know in a time of change, going fall to winter. Like, we, we see everything around us evolving. Like, why should we stay the same? Yeah. You know, when we're children, we're always nudged along, but like, Learn to like, you know, go from training wheels to like a two wheeler to then yeah. from T ball to like whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then somehow it just stops. And, and and that's really where I'm wanting to open up conversations about adults, millennials finding themselves at that stopping point. Yeah. And, you know, having all this confusion sort of setting because they've always been nudged. Now, like, the nudging stopped and helping them realize, hey, that's okay. Now
0: it's up to you to be more intentional about like furthering that growth. You know? Yeah. What well, I mean? people, people, uh, people aren't motivated because they don't have that big, bigger kind of um, that big vision. Yeah. That mm-hmm. kind of big thing that like drives them. Like, think of like, think of the top, like, dude, think of like, um, uh, everyone probably knows like Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Yeah. Like, he's an example. He, I want to own the, the, jets, the jets, right? Mm-hmm. Joel even talked about him in, in, uh, his, uh, his talk. Right. And, uh, you know, having a bigger vision for yourself, um, People people don't set that big scary goal like I write down I'm I have a seventy five million dollar net worth by the time I'm thirty right I got four years to do that mm-hmm. and I could sit here and freak out and panic on like, how to do it or I could just take action like because I've set my intention to that it's gonna happen yeah and uh, and and that's also brings me back to that book I'm reading right now which I'm like fascinated. What's it like, called again? Um, it's called the uh, the uh, biology of belief and basically the 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 whole makeup like you 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 wonder how people say i'm gonna i'm gonna be like muhammad ali i am the greatest right yeah and then he became the greatest he wasn't the greatest when he said that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like me by saying like i'm gonna you know have a successful lifelong marriage with you know such and such and blah 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 and and or i'm gonna obtain this financial goal or this spiritual goal is uh is um Everything is made up of cells, right, at a cellular level. And, and basically cells, the biology of a cell is the exact same replica of a human body. So at a cellular level, if you if you look at a cell, it's got all the same organs functions as a human being. Cell, uh, you know, skin, like everything, yeah. everything. Um, and if you take the nucleus out of a cell... It it's it still runs like people thought the brain was the I could be botching this I'm sorry guys if anyone's listening like yes, screaming right I know you're medical med, in the medical field but me, if you take um if people thought like the nucleus was the brain in the cell but they found out when you take it out you stimulate it with with environmental uh, factors it doesn't die it stays the same so what's making up what's causing that thing to continue to live and have um, functionality is energy yes. And the makeup of the cell, everything is all energy, right? So this table and me are really no different. We're, we're the same exact energy. We're just taking a different form. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think what, uh, what what I'm really fascinated in, in lately is like, you know, people talk about manifesting, right? And, and some people see it as kind of like woo-woo. But when you actually break it down on a biological level, it makes sense. Like, I can literally manifest anything. Right. Right? Right. Like, you, you manifested this. You saw this in your head, and now
2: it's a physical thing here. Uh, 100%. This place I'm in right now, four years ago, when I was getting out of school, five years ago, I was getting out of school, didn't know what the next step was. Like, what would be my dream? I remember now? writing, you know, taking pen and a paper, and was writing, like, you know, I'd like to have a cozy law for that, that That, for me, was yeah. like the next step or version of success. Yeah, And then it's funny when I close on this place, I was like upstairs looking out the window. I'm like, holy crap, this place is a loft. Mm-hmm. This might be it. And so everything you're talking about
0: kind of- See reasonable. now imagine this though. Yeah, go ahead. Imagine if you took the approach of, I want to own this entire building. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. You probably would have. You probably would have made that happen. I probably
2: would have made it. Well, it's funny. I invest in multifamily real estate. Yep. I love multiple doors, even though I live in one right now. Yep. So that's something that a couple of years ago I started learning more and more about. Uh-huh. Took okay. action. Went to some conferences. Very organically met up with a syndicator that I now have a good relationship with that does these deals. We just closed on two units two months ago. So oh, yeah. that's the way to happening, guys. Exactly. You know what I mean, don't let those little curiosity flares pass by, they're probably there for you. They're there for a reason. You know, so I would just encourage anybody that's sort of like holding on to the ledge of life really tight, you yeah. know, not really knowing what that next leap is to just like act on something and it very naturally has a way of, you know, again, getting you into a flow because to your point, yeah. energy needs a place to
0: go somewhere. Yep. Somewhere. Yep. It's yeah. going to either flow, flow in a bad way or it's going to flow in a positive. Yeah. Way. Yeah. You know, um, and could flow in all different directions, but either way it's flowing. Like it's a, it's a river, you know, 100%. energy is a river and consciousness is a river. Um, the fact that it's even a question anymore, we we're, we're understanding this at a biological level. now. Yeah. So we live in a great time where we can understand these things at a biological level and right. Which I've been really fascinated, you know, by lately. But but people like, if you look at me, you're like, oh, Connor's successful, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, I'm not anywhere near what my capacity is, like not even damn near close. Like I like a I'm like scum in the bottom of a bucket right now. <laughs> um, and uh, and and I think that uh, you know, um I think what I've done differently is like always been educating myself. In a way that most aren't. Like I'm referencing a book. Like that wasn't my original idea. I'm just pulling out information from from a book. That right. And studying. You know. Right.
2: Right. Oh man, dude, I love that you bring that up. Uh, Self education, I think, never needs to end. You know, when I hit yeah. like my 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 mental rut after school and working a great job, it was paying me very well. Yeah. I now realize hindsight's 20-20 is because I wasn't taking in new information. Yep. And so because I wasn't feeding my mind information, I was focusing on old information. Mm-hmm. And because I was focusing on old information, I was technically living in the past. Because the funny thing about our minds are, is that our minds don't really know the difference between uh, that which is reality mm-hmm. and that which we focus on. Mm-hmm. Like, it really doesn't know imagination versus actuality. You touched on, you touched on manifestation. That's where there's so much power there because what you choose to like, you know, feed your mind, and what you choose to focus on is where your energy will go, which can hopefully help you break old habits, cause you to make new choices that then propel you towards where you should be. So th- there's a very interesting like dynamic there. Yep. that I think if people can become more self-aware of oh my god
0: dude 100% oh my
2: god and I think that's what you're, that's what you're touching on about not being successful you know yeah. like success is not finite you're doing really well there's right a now. perception
0: right perception like, um, success for me is defined differently than someone who's listening to this podcast so yeah um, you can't you can't get tied to somebody else who says what success is mm-hmm. you know what I mean like You have to create your own definition of success. Well, and that's probably where a lot of us
2: went wrong in the school system. You know what I mean? They didn't teach us about success. They they didn't. They didn't. Success is, you know, getting an A on that paper Mm -hmm. and then, you know, crushing it on the midterm or the final, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But people very rarely pause to, like, get the head out of their ass and, like, come up for a breath and be like, what does it mean for me? Mm. Like me, Connor Doobie? Yeah. What does it mean for you, bro? Yeah. Dude, teachers
0: hated me. Cause I was always like, you man, a challenger? I, was, I was a challenger. <laughs> I was the worst dude. Like I, I could not sit still in a classroom. You know what I mean? So, um, that's just my personality. I mean, what, what was your deal? Like what, what shook you from being, you know, like I like from unwoke to woke. Oh so yeah. Say, you know it. what I mean? Like,
2: I love it. I love it. Um, my parents are immigrants from West mm-hmm. Africa, from a small country. Have you met
0: Avanya Matumba? I've had him on my podcast. I, 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 I heard a recording that you and him did. He's got uh, Gratitude USA events you yeah. need to connect up with. Yeah. Him. I think he's from Uganda, migrated from that, Uganda. That sounds right. just based on the name I did a Ugandan girl once upon
2: a time. Um, so, for me, man, growing up, you know, with parents that went from here that really like took a bet on themselves to like, you know, come and like seek a better land or sorry, a better opportunity for me. I at a very early age learned how blessed I was. You know, I learned how fortunate I was, you know, because I had other people like me, you know, my height at that time that were my relatives, my blood, back in Cameroon, still struggling. Mm-hmm. Like dude, it was not uncommon at all for my parents to like hustle two, three jobs, yeah. go to school were to put me through school and then, you
0: know, send money back home. And the worst would be when, like, there wasn't enough money to go back home. And they probably never complained.
1: They never
2: complained, but yet they were were continuing to keep up with my Catholic private school education. So I'm hearing about my cousins that, like, don't have supplies or sneakers or whatever it is for school. And I'm like, how is it that I'm over here, like, with everything that I need, but, like, they're over there in, like, a different unfortunate situation. So at a very early age, I think I just kind of had this neural pathway that was, like, established in my mind that was like, hey, listen, you need to, like, leverage the situation and find a way to pay it forward. Like, that was kind of part of my biology. And I think somewhere through, like, my own path up until about a year and a half ago, I realized I was out of alignment. Like, here I was, like, I was taking care of myself, you know, helping the family out where I could. But not really like pushing it to the next level. Not really asking myself more empowering questions about, all right, what's the next challenge? Mm-hmm. Again, you know my whole idea from childhood got was comfortable.
0: Like, he he got made comfortable. Got you made it.
2: And it he was a good pain. And bro, that was so uncomfortable. I'll never forget like sitting there in my Nashville apartment, similar confluence. three sixty degree panoramic views. I'm looking out. I'm seeing the ceiling just going whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And I, I felt kind of like. I was definitely hungover. <laughs> Full disclosure, I was hungover, but I felt taunted by the ceiling band because with each rotation, I kind of felt like it was more and more time going by yeah. that I was wasting. That I wasn't like, you know, looking to like get, get myself woke, looking to actually like go off and make something mm-hmm. happen. And I just was like, enough is enough, man. Yeah. And so the first thing I did was I started seeking out mentorship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I, oh, yeah. I didn't really know what great looks How like. How old were you when you had this? Uh, I was about 25. Experience. 25, 25. Yeah. Almost twenty five, It was the fall of 2016,
0: I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's dude. It's so, it's interesting. Cause like I, uh, you know, I, I kind of had the, I, I don't know what it was in my case that I, that I hit that really early on. Like I was like, I was like 13, 14, 15. And if I wasn't moving, building, expanding, growing, I was stressing out and wow. I was depressed. Matter of fact, I went through such bad depression through some of my teenage years because you know through college even because I was not pursuing my full potential and um, and I was working that job for too long. Like I should have been there for way shorter and, and expanded out. Um, college was not the right fit for me personally. I would probably be much further ahead than if I hadn't have spent you know time wasted drinking and partying in college. And, uh, and, and I felt, you know, very, very kind of, like, depressed during that period
2: of time. Right. So. I, hear you, I hear you on that. Like, with that, that whole, you know, feeling of, like, feeling, like, mentally trapped because you're not living up to your potential. 100%. And so, that makes me want to actually, like pivot. Most people quick. are. Yeah. 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 That makes me want to pivot real quick to this idea of mental health, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's a touchy subject, that I think is finally getting the attention that it so desperately deserves. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing more and more incidents of uh, suicide. Predominantly in like men too, you know what I mean? And I, I'd be interested in to learn more about why that is. Yeah. But talk about this idea of like being intentional with regards to like going after your sense of purpose or whatever like, you know, fulfills you and and having like a better relationship with your mental health versus mm-hmm. the latter where you're just sort of like... Doing what society tells you, like it's Friday, go to happy hour, get wrapped right. up, don't do anything else. It's Sunday yeah. scary. You know
0: what I mean? Talk about it. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday scary, Saturday. It's like dude, weekends, weekends are my favorite for a different reason. Okay. Because um I get so much further ahead than everybody else, right? I spend my weekends doing things like this. And after this, I'm going to go and, and I'm putting a presentation together for a partner. And I could wait for the week. I could do that during the nine to five. But, um, but I love it and I enjoy it. So it's not even really work. It's like, you know, having fun. But here's where I actually disagree with you a little bit is I think mental health has, does and always had had attention on it. I think it's always had attention and awareness and people... Everyone's impacted by suicide and depression and anxiety in one form or another, either directly or indirectly. So I don't think it's the attention to it. I think it's how we're going about resolving it. I think it's the, the um, you know, like, um, I've never said this on a podcast before, so this would be interesting. Yeah. Um, I have a, a tattoo on my right arm that's a whole quarter sleeve all the way up to my shoulder. And there's Hebrew on it written, love thyself in Hebrew. Because what I did is I took a pair of scissors and I diced myself so deep on that arm I was bleeding out. And, you know, I I, I had gone through multiple ebbs and flows of depression, anxiety, cutting myself over the years. Um, This happened when I was 18, I believe. And and, uh, the first thing I did, the first thing that happened was when I was in the hospital, they immediately tried... To give me drugs they immediately tried to point me in the direction of um of uh of basically like medication and stuff like that when we saw the counselor and everything and uh and depression drain in our family too by the way so so the thing that's kind of lurched me out of that and i was i'm so thankful enough i was able to find my way out of the darkness now not to say like i still have those ebbs and flows everybody does um But, uh, but I think that like the thing is like gratitude, Mm -hmm. giving the people and then back to the purpose and Mm -hmm. the vision of what we talked about. Like if you can just keep reminding yourself, no matter how shitty things get, like, dude, think of like, think of this table, right? This table is a flat surface, but if I take this table and I expand it and I blow it up times a million, it actually looks like this. It goes in ups and downs and ebbs and flows. So people think that we're never supposed to be depressed or never supposed to experience anxiety or fear or panic or, um, you know, shitty things that happen. But actually, it's a cycle of life. You're supposed to experience those things. It's how you learn from those experiences that makes the difference between being empowered by it or being, you know, disempowered by it.
2: Hmm. Wow, man. Um, First of all, thank you for getting vulnerable there and sharing that experience. I think a lot of people can relate, you know, in one
0: one,
2: one way or another. 100%. Um, Ebbs and flows. I think there's so much uh, potential to resolve there for, Mm -hmm. you know, the feelings that we do feel when something bad happens when we feel ashamed towards that thing or we just want to, like, run away from it and just shove it into, like, a container. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I think... I wish we could all have a little bit more self-love. Like one of the 100%. things of self-forgiveness. Every, oh my god. Self- about, self-forgiveness. Yeah. I, I'm loving this right now because yeah. earlier this year I, I made the conscious decision to start going to therapy. There were things that I was starting to have a really negative relationship towards. Yeah. And I was starting to realize that like my mechanisms were no longer serving themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a slippery slope. The like, mechanism is no longer working, but you're just trying for dear life to like have it work because it's all you know. It's like a habit you created. Right. But like, I don't know. And this is, again, where we disagree. I just feel like society, you know, and again, depending on where you've grown up or the environment that you've been nurtured in, hasn't always given us that safe space to, to exercise itself mm. or to go and seek the help or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. with men, too. Like, I think women do a really good job of expressing their emotion.
0: But with men, you know. Men internalize, yeah, externalize. externalized. Yeah, so, yeah. so the internalization is uh, is kind of like a rock yeah. from the inside versus a rock from the, you know, outside in, uh-huh. so to say. So, yeah, that's why. But, but my point with that was, like, people are aware of it. Um, I think that I agree with you the way we're going about it. Now I don't know about safe space. Like I, I um I think that uh, the thing that's like shaken me out of my, you know, phases yeah. is um by really being diligent and mindful about let's say, okay, well I'm having this like I need to cut alcohol out for the time being. Like I should probably not go party this weekend and work and maybe write down what's What's giving me that anxiety? What's making me feel depressed right now? Like yes. facing facing that shit head on. Yes. Other than trying to avoid it. Yes, yes, okay.
2: yes. And so that's where a lot of us are missing the buck. Yeah. Is we feel this rise come up, right? Yeah. That yeah. yeah. could be the shit storm. Yeah. But what happens because we live in this distracted era? Pick up the phone, like go on the social. Start scrolling. Start scrolling. Like there's just something to like divert that attention towards. Yep. Not knowing that that, that beast. Is still growing. That energy needs a place to go. So I'm with you, man. People need to be able to just sit down and and just, you know, self actualize that, hey, listen, these feelings are coming up for a reason right now. These are indicators. They're not necessarily who you are. They're an indicator, very similar to like a warning light like on your dashboard in your car that it's time to go over an oil change. What is it that you need to do right now to address that? Yep. Right? And then like work through that. Like people just need to be able to sit with that discomfort, mm-hmm. knowing that like they're going to get some potential solutions that they can then deploy to overcome that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's the that deal of free time, too. That, that's really, kind of pulling it in full circle. That's been a huge thing for me It's just like cultivating a better relationship with myself where I can realize these things by asking myself a better set of questions and then just taking the time to sit with it and to address it. How know? are you
0: spending your free time, right? Most people, yeah, you know, see, and this is where the misconception is: is you see people who are achieving, mm-hmm. right? People may see you doing this first. They're gonna first they're gonna hate you, hate on you, right? Yeah. Then they're gonna be like, "Oh, what's this guy doing?" And then they're gonna you know start admiring you, and then they're gonna become fans. Like that's how it works. Yeah. Like I've been I've been putting myself out there for a few years now. And, uh, and like some of the people who are hating and naysaying in the very beginning are like, dude, how are you doing that? Like, wow. what are you up to? Wow. You know what I mean? I love it. And, and that's, and, and I'm not surprised by that because people have told me about that, but dude, I still succumb to the same, like, oh dude Netflix is looking pretty good right now like I, I just want to lay down like you know drink a drink a tequila soda <laughs> like dude just lounge like that's my favorite thing to do is just like lounge and watch a movie yeah you know I'm not a big like go out party I'm actually pretty antisocial okay like, I, I, uh, I can only stand so much um same like like think of social media day never. Like I was there surrounded by a bunch of people and people see me be like, Oh, you're so personable. But dude, I had to remove myself because I was I'm like my energy's getting drained and I left halfway through the day and I went and got a massage. No.
2: Some
0: love. Some love. Where do you go by the way? What's that? Where do you go for massages? Uh I went to some one off place, but but dude, those things are so important. Yeah. And I think I think what you're um what you're what you're also kind of referring to is like be kind to yourself. Be yeah. easier on yourself. Like, dude, I succumb to doing those things. I succumb to lounging and binging on a Netflix series that I saw that I wanted to do. But the difference between me and the other people is, I succumb to that. But then, as soon as I get out of that state, that state where I'm like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to be a potato right now. As soon as I get out of that, then I become more productive, mm-hmm. right? Um, I take I take action, um, and then I and then I like. You know, focus and then I'm just listening and monitoring my body and my feelings. I'm like, you know, I could do this today and like, and now I'm feeling really motivated. So the difference is like people go through ebbs and flows of motivation, right? The difference of successful people is when they go through that high of motivation, they take action on it. Most people just kind of think themselves into a frenzy when they're in that high state. The difference between the successful is they're taking action on those highs and then when they're in the lows, they ride the lows, dude. Like, go you know, lay on the couch and watch Netflix for a yeah, hours. Yeah,
2: absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Have you touched on it that because that's something
0: I'm always thinking about. Like, yeah, dude, that couch up there looks phenomenal. Like, yeah. that would be, like I, I could, that, that thing, like, you know, 3 p.m. on a Friday, like, eh, it's looking yeah, pretty good. Like,
2: But it's the idea of, like, you know, being able to um, choose the hard thing or, like, the short-term easy thing. Yeah. I had a friend come on and talked about it as... You know, hard decisions, easy life, easy decisions, hard life. Yeah. So that's been like a constant thing for me to like fall back on and think about. Yeah. But to the self-love thing too, I mean, we are in a culture where sometimes this sort of like grind, grind, grind mentality can be um, very romanticized. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, you know, and I've talked to to you about this forever, but you know, before we pivot, Mm -hmm. I do want to understand. Your uh, theory on this idea of you know work-life balance and, mm-hmm. and you know grind, grind, grind. Like, what's your take
0: on that whole topic? It's a great question. It's a question everybody's trying to figure out, navigate in this world. <clears throat> I don't believe work-life balance exists. Um, Cause yeah, sometimes like you, you gotta, I don't have a family right now, right? Like I don't have a wife or kids or anything like that. So my perception is different than somebody who does. Um, but we're, you know, balance again, balance doesn't exist. Anyone who thinks you're going to obtain balance in your life, it, it's, a, it's an impossible feat. So don't stress yourself out about balance. Some, some weeks I only make it to the gym four days instead of, you know, six or seven days what I want to be hitting, Right. And, uh, and so, um, you know, this is something really interesting and timely for me as well, because, you know, yes, the grind mentality is something like, dude, again, I'll go back to Grant Cardone, like the 10x rule, right? Have you read that book? Yeah, yeah of course. 10x rule, like, if, if shit's not working, you need a 10x your level of activity to get the end result. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's good. But I mistake, I mistook that as like, Physical exertion energy and like, you know, instead of like taking the smart energy and multiply turning that into multipliers. Wow. Right. So like, um, instead of like making those a hundred extra phone calls right now, maybe I can sit and meditate and like just really kind of quiet myself. Like this could be the middle of my work day. I'm like, Oh my God, I got this going on. I got this going on. Uh, and I'm like stressing out. And I'll remove myself and I'll listen to a guided meditation or just go for a walk around the Platte River where I live. and uh, and I'll come back and be like, instead of doing that, I should do this because I'm gonna it's not gonna give me as much of an immediate impact, but it's gonna give me a ten x multiplier impact in the long term. Yeah. Like I'm gonna write this blog post because that's gonna get in front of thousands more people than this one single phone call I'm going to make right in this moment. Uh, you know, we're trying to like batch out a bunch of cold calls right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: You know so being intentional about like um, prioritizing your activity, your levels of 100%. activity,
0: right? Like, See, I took it the wrong way. I took it as, like I need to be like burning myself at both ends. Not all activity is made equal. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You know, and, and not all activity
2: yields the same level of result that potentially we're looking for. I think what you're touching on is like people um, just get so caught up in, you know, being busy for the sake of being busy. To be it, perceived that they're being busy. Yeah. And it's almost like sort of like tell themselves, like, oh yeah. I'm wait, accomplishing. I'm accomplishing, but really you're just sort of like running in circles. 100%. <laughs> yeah.
0: Dude, there's another great book that I recommend that I just read recently. I'll, I'll, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, uh, work, work, plus do more or something like that. It's like an hour long audio book. Okay. I do a lot of audio books. So. Okay. Um, I'll get you the title of it, but yeah, yeah it takes we'll the same, the show notes. It, it takes the same thing as like, um, again, like I'll look at like some of the most successful is they're actually very methodical in the way they go about what they do.
2: That's the um, intentionality
0: that they're stepping into with the day. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Taking a little bit of time to like, you know, list out like what it is, what will I be doing from 920 to 945? Mm-hmm. Like that may seem sort of uncomfortable for people to like silence themselves at the start of their day to like do that and like really be that detailed but like what's beautiful about it is 920 comes along and you're not like looking up like pulling your thumbs wondering what you should be doing mm-hmm. you know that then makes you just want to like look busy for being busy sick yeah like you're actually you're executing you yeah. know what that next thing is yeah. so it's kind of nice it's helped me out a lot of this now
0: it works for some people some people it doesn't work for like again you got to know you you gotta know what kind of person you are like You know, love or hate, I I study everybody, right? So love or hate Donald Trump, for example, right? I read his book, The Art of the Deal. Yeah, I got that over there. And dude, he goes into his day unscheduled, almost all of his days, which probably explains a lot of his, you know. (laughs) 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 But but dude, he goes in with like, all right, what am I trying, what's my big vision of what I'm going to accomplish? And he just starts taking action throughout the day. Yeah. And he's taking smart actions, not burning himself out. I love it. You know what I mean? Otherwise, the dude would probably be burned out. Like, he's got more energy at his age than probably most 20-year-olds have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's the flywheel effect uh, in that case. But but for him, dude, like, um, okay, cool. Like, people hate on someone who, like, okay, Donald Trump got a million-dollar, you know, small million-dollar loan from his – from his, uh, from his father or whatever. Yeah. But here's the deal. Look at where he is today as president of the United States and what he's accomplished, you know, good or bad. He's, he's accomplishing. You can accomplish, you can accomplish things with positivity or negativity, either way you can accomplish things. And, and there's, um, uh, you, everyone has the power to accomplish at the level that he has or anybody else out there. And, uh, and so, um, Where's I going with that? Oh, yeah. So so I'll take, like, you know, who's it? Kylie Jenner? First woman billionaire or something like that?
2: Uh, I think so. Yeah, Jenner lipstick lady, right? Is it Jenner? Kylie Jenner? Kylie. Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. She's like... First woman billionaire.
0: First woman billionaire. Yeah. Or youngest woman billionaire.
2: Something like that. Probably, youngest woman, probably woman, youngest billionaire. woman billionaire. Youngest woman billionaire. Is up
0: there. Here's the deal. People come from privilege of all different backgrounds. So you came from, your parents migrated from Africa. Right. You are going to be significantly more successful than somebody who's got a fat, you know, $100,000 in the bank account that their parents just gave them because like, you know, they got cash like that, right?
1: right.
0: Um, Donald Trump got a small loan of a million dollars. He could have burned that shit out and not built a billion dollar empire, sure. right? So, Kylie Jenner, yeah, she came from privilege, but dude, to Turn that into a billion-dollar business, like that takes skill and that takes work and that takes all of the things that we've been talking about this entire podcast. Yeah, 100. Exactly. So whether you've got a dollar in your bank account or you've got you know a million dollars in your bank account, I know I know friends, peers of mine who I grew up with. Um, my parents were always worried about money because they were like just over broke. You know, they're in that middle class kind of phase. It's like we own a house, we made it, right? And I've had friends who have had that, but they've had more abundance in that. They went on all the vacations, were on three, four vacations every year, you know, always had the nice brand new shoes, brand new products, all that good stuff. And, um, I'm further ahead than like 99% of all of them. Interesting. Why is that? It's Because I've been pursuing things differently than someone else has. Like they could be further ahead because they've had, I came from no connections, um, you know, besides my family, they're real in real estate, like real estate agents, but no, like super high level connections that most people have. Weren't um, wealthy,
2: uh, you know, just middle class family. And there's lots of them out there. I mean, what I get out of that is the common denominator is you folks. Like, mm-hmm. what are you willing to do with the situation that you're in? I mean, if that's, you know, the $100 million family that gives you quite a bit of dough, like, what are you going to go do out right there, like,
0: it, to, to, to go out there and of the people you don't know who are in the top 1%. Oh, 100%. And the kids our age, are yeah. in the top 1% who you don't know. Right. Because they're just out partying you know, those. Part of it.
2: Right, right. You so know. that's an opportunity for you that's, you know, maybe middle of the pack or even lesser than that, lower than that, to say, alright, like, what am I going to do today to, like, control my destiny and go out there and build the empire that I'm envisioning, mm. you know, the empire that I'm focusing on. And I really would just urge anybody out there listening to really Think about what you're thinking about mm-hmm. at the end of the day. You know, that's what you have true autonomy over. When the anxiety comes in or some of these other stressors come in, you know, the one thing that you can manage is, like, what you're thinking about and how you're actually going to respond to those things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Know? So, man, I love all the value you're dropping out here. You know, before we sort of transition to, like, my random round, I do want you to briefly talk about everything you're doing with Mile High Mentors. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an incredible mission that obviously has grown some great legs. You know, you're kind of, like, collaborating with some of the thought leaders in our lovely um, city of Denver to really, like, show people potentially, I and mean, this is just my words, but to show people what, like, great can look like. Mm-hmm. Not meaning that that is what you need to do, but what great can look like. And we talked about the power of mentorship. So, yeah. I want you to talk about why you decided to start that and what your vision for that is going forward.
0: Yeah. Well, um, there's a lot. So, so, again, going back to, like, I have a vision of where I'm going. And I just learn that I need to get around the right people, right? Because again, it goes back to like success doesn't happen in a vacuum. Got to get around the right people. So that's where I started Mile High Mentors because I didn't have any connections um, to get to where I wanted. Like when I came out of, uh, you know, came out of high school, went into college, like I didn't have near the amount of connections that some of the other peers that I know now do or did. So I had to make them. So that's where Mile High Mentors came from is number one. It's something I wish I had
1: um, when I was younger is a, um, you know, access to these
0: people. And that's what we do with the with the podcast. There's a lot of podcasts out there, but I wanted something that was unique and the fact that it was community driven because I really felt that Colorado has that community component that a lot of other Places don't. Yeah. Um. Like you go out, you network with people. Like, dude, people are so friendly here, and like, it's co, it's it's a. Uh, co- co- I heard someone say it the other day is a co-, co, com collaboration competition. Oh yeah,
2: so Denver Startup Week. Are you talking about that? Maybe. So I, I heard it too. Uh, I was at Denver Startup Week. I don't think I, I saw you there, but yeah, a mutual friend of ours, Joseph and I don't know if you know him. He's like a storyteller. Mm. He put together this cool like.
0: Yeah, dude, he I had me, had me on, his, on his documentary. I was on, on there, too. Yeah, yeah, put right.
2: a, put together a highlight <laughs> And one of the, I don't know, entrepreneurial... Maybe that's where I heard start people talk about it. Yeah, yeah. see, I, that's the
0: thing, is I just hear I sh- know. shit, and I just, like,
2: kind of filter I never heard it either, but I, I can't say the word either, but it's that yeah. like collaboration plus competition, this idea that we're competing, yeah. we're collaborating, and really, that's healthy competition because it feels more innovation and just, like, productivity to the B universe. It's mm-hmm. kind of how I how I understood it. And Denver definitely has that. It's so mm-hmm. palpable here. Yeah. I and mean, I've lived Atlanta, Nashville, St. Louis, Milwaukee. But we oh, have that, that community. That's definitely here. A hundred
0: percent. hundred percent. So I wanted a way to highlight that, showcase it. That's where I started that um Mile High Mentors and uh and and then also we're planning on putting a conference together next year. It's another one of those things that I was just like it's it was an idea. Yeah, it's like I don't know what's gonna come come of it, but I intuitively feel it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um I don't want to be that motivational guy, like that's for other people, but I want what I like is connecting, making connections, right? Yeah. Like I know what you do now, I can connect you up with that person. Right, right, right. Um, or you know. I have this information, I can brokerage that information to you. Brokerage. Information broker. Yeah, information broker. There's a difference between being a stealer of information For and sure. being a facilitator of information. Dude, and we do live in a knowledge
2: era. What I mean by that is like people seem to like want to learn skills from other people that like sort of look like them that are doing those things. Yep. And that that's the good thing about social media is like we can go in and like let's say we want to like, you know, I don't know, learn to drive a stick shift. And like, hashtag whatever would be applicable to that, yeah. and like find like Dave down the road that like does instructionals, right? Yep, versus like going to some like institution that that feels cold and doesn't really have like the one on one or human to human feel that we're looking for. So, yeah. I love that, man. Um, I wish you all success in that, bro. And no, I'm really enjoying listening to that podcast. Thank too. you, appreciate bro, that. Really, really killing it. Yeah, um, Let's last thing I'm gonna ask before we get into the random round is. What does purpose and fulfillment look like for you, man? Like, what does it mean to like live a purpose-driven life?
0: Yeah, in very simple language. I mean, uh, dude, like I said, I'm still figuring that out. You know what I mean? Um, For me personally, it's just it's just making sure that I'm pursuing my full potential. Okay, that's my fulfillment life, right? So, like, when I say something like. You know, I could build a seventy-five million dollar network. Like I don't care about money. Like money is money. You know, you've had like money is just energy. Yeah. Um, but I can help more people doing that than if I made if if I had seventy-five thousand dollars money. Yeah. Right, because my heart is in the right place. My my soul is good, and so I can do more for the community at that level. So. Um, potential, man. Just trying to figure out like what what can I really accomplish. I think I always underestimate what I'm able to accomplish, and uh and like I I you know I I always envision myself somewhere, and then I get there, I'm like, well, I thought about this when I was like 15 years old.
2: Yeah. I'm like
0: I wish I would have thought bigger than this. You know, I, maybe I'd be further ahead than where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that to me is just potential just just pursuing potential and doesn't have to be specific like I'm just taking action and figure out where it goes and having fun you know trying to have more fun with my day because it's easy to get serious and sucked into the the grind the, yeah. the mode mentality and there's a time and place for work yeah but um but if you can combine the two like Joel really hit hit me with that one at, at social media day Denver is like and we talked about it too is and it's so timely for me too it's like Dude, just have fun, like uh, serendipity. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like serendipity is like the the magic, the key to like all the things that are big that happen. I love that you brought that up. I mean, for anybody that feels a little nervous or scared
2: to take that next step, whatever it looks like for you, whatever you're thinking about, I would say serendipity
0: alone is reason enough. It'll just, never happen the way you think it's just, gonna happen. Totally. To just go out and say, fuck it and do yeah. it. Yeah. Dude, I envision myself speaking. I'm like, dude, I like speaking in front of people. Like, I need to get more speaking stuff. And this was like four years ago, right? And here you are speaking. And now I'm like, uh, consistently speaking, being guests on podcasts. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I want to be on podcasts. So I started a podcast. And yeah. now people want to have me on their podcast. <laughs> Funny how life works, coming but it's d- all the serendipity of it. Common denominator is you, so, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. It, man, dude, thank you so much for coming out. Thank on. you. Thank you for just keeping it real, too. Like, I think it's so easy for people to look at a guy like you and then go and, like, seek you out online and, and, and just, like, feed their mind. A story that they want to tell themselves. That they think like, oh, this guy just grinds. I can't grind the way he does, or he's just gifted with with the uh, gift of gap. I don't have that. But like you've just come on, and I yeah. feel like, bro, you've 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 served by just debunking all of that.
0: You know uh, well, what? dude, I'm anti-social. Um, like I, I would consider myself an antisocial person. Um, I'm not that well-versed, like I'm not that intelligent, honestly, like I'm really not that intelligent. I, uh, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not that, um, I'm not that skilled. And what was the other thing I was going to say? Is like, I'm i I'm not that productive either, to be honest with you. Like I could be a lot more productive than I am and I don't work as hard as I probably could. I'm being (laughs) productive. Yeah. But, but even so, like you see me like pumping content out and stuff like that and putting videos out and stuff like that, like. Everything to get to that point was just, um, habit, like mother mode, you know, just building that momentum yeah. and, uh, and it just came out of habit. So however people see me, perceive me, like, I don't care, dude, like hate on me. And then, um, and, uh, and have your perception, same with anybody else, but you never know till you like, you know, till you like really study somebody or like, you know, make that connection. You know what I mean? Well said, man. How can people continue to yeah. like follow your journey? Yeah, I mean, um, I use uh, Instagram quite a bit, Facebook, uh, and uh, LinkedIn is pro- is my biggest platforms where I have the biggest following over there. Is LinkedIn, uh, but just Connor Doobie, C O N N O R Doobie, D U B E, which is pretty fitting not for Colorado. Dude, not Doobie, not Doobie. Bot- I, 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 there's, there's gonna be a cannabis brand out of that at some point in time. <laughs> I just don't know what it is. Like. Yeah. There's, there's I have, my something. last name's Dooby, and I live in Colorado. Like, there's play. There's gotta be something there. Maybe not like plant touching, but like, I don't know. You say yeah. plant touching?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, well, look, this, this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many different verticals in the cannabis industry now. Welcome to dude. Yeah. Weird man. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Dude, I knew that. I yeah. knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're transitioning to the, yeah, random I call the free time five just because. Yeah. I don't know, free time in five, we'll start with the letter F. But uh, <laughs> number one, man, what's like your favorite leisure activity to do in your free time?
0: Oh, uh, God, that's so... Honestly, dude, like, I I love movies. Like, oh, yeah? I really enjoy going... Like, sometimes if I'm stressed even, um, and, and my day is just, you know, I just like F this day. Everyone has a days, right? Yeah. I'll just go to the movie, and I'll go to the movie theater by myself. I like that. And I'll do things by myself. Take themselves to the movies and then a massage. Exactly. Love books. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I think that's, that's something else that I'd like to impart upon people is one of the best things I've learned to do over the last year is to be ha- genuinely happy and like comfortable being alone cool. and being within my own thoughts. Um, going to dinner alone, going to movies alone. Like, people look at that and think it's kind of weird sometimes, but um, it's one of the best skill sets because if you can truly build that awareness and, and, and like a happiness around being alone, how it, and you can't be fulfilled that way, how could you ever fulfill somebody else? Oh, um, yes. It's funny, I heard, uh, I saw your Instagram story, some dude was talking about this too like, fill your cup before oh, yeah. you fill. It's the same thing. I'm saying basically it's the exact thing. But, um... Being alone. Um, so, dude, I love leisure activities, but I love community, like getting around people, doing stuff I'm like this. Me, like, yeah. this is fun for me, right? Yeah. So, this yeah. time, good. This I love yeah. doing this stuff. Yes, yeah. that's, that's fun for me. Speaking in front of groups. If If you want me to come speak in front of your community, your church, your your um on your podcast, yeah, I don't care how small the group is. If it's one person, dude, invite me on. I'll come talk. I'll come. Love for it. it. Love it. Please, that's fun. That's take,
2: fun for me. let's take action on that. Yeah, let's take action on that. I a really good job of just bringing a good, again, messenger, messenger, message, yeah. message creates me. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you, man. Yeah. Um, what's one choice that you've made today consciously, you know, it could be a big choice or a small choice that actually puts you a little
0: closer towards your potential? Mm. Small stuff. Yeah. Um, I did the dishes before I went to the gym this morning. Nice. That was pretty
2: big. Yeah. They me tough. For me, it was making my bet, believe it or not. Dude, I believe it. I, I hate had, making my bed. oh I hate it I had like my my cleaner that helps me out from time to time come in. she made it all perfectly and I just destroyed it and I was like oh, who am I to be and just leave this mess
0: here. Like, I, gotta, I gotta fix this yeah matter yeah. of fact you just fucked me up cause I didn't make my <laughs> <way>. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny man uh, but dude i went to handle that, that. <laughs> I'm going to handle that yeah I know exactly that's <laughs> the first thing I'm going to do um, dude I went to the gym I did not feel like going to the gym this morning I just I just sucked it up and just went yeah. even though I kind of dragged it out and then the other thing is uh, is I followed a few people on Instagram today that I just, you know, were making me – some things are making me unhappy, so.
2: Yeah, so yeah. You, you, you trust to lay the hammer down and remove that stress from your life. I'm always looking at what I can do. You can, you can actually do that, people. Yeah.
0: How can I remove more things? I love that, man. That's yeah. a good answer.
2: Um, I like this question I ask every guest. So imagine uh, potential or like a physical place that you could travel to. What would be more enjoyable or worthwhile at UConn? Would it be like the drive there, or the journey, or just kind of arriving there in and of itself?
0: Uh oh, man, that's a great question. I guess it depends. Like, am I taking a cruise to a tropical vacation or am I, you know, driving to California or something like that? Like this is where I struggle too. Like I, I I like to say I enjoy the process and the journey, but I enjoy the end so much more. Mm -hmm. Like I'd rather be, you know, chilling on the beach, you know, hanging out, writing a book. Like I got a whole book in my head right now that I just like, haven't had the time to just sit and focus and get it out. Yeah. So, um, um I think the destination mm. I much prefer the destination and the journey if I'm being honest that's fair you know, man
2: yeah I gotta be honest with you like'll we'll answer the journey and like, that's where it's bullshit the process most people don't experiences you know, I'll be honest man
0: that's where, like, I don't think most people really do. that's where the tough work is otherwise we don't we don't like if we really enjoyed it we we would just stay there we would just stay at the level we're at we yeah. wouldn't feel stressed we wouldn't feel strained we wouldn't feel anxious about getting to that next step so end result all right we're going against the grain i love it i love it
2: um what's your favorite empowering quote it could be your words or another's that you'd like to leave with the audience today if you find a fork in the road take it oh okay that's nice and simple actionable too and then bro we we'll talked about you know manifestation and visualization and all that good mindset stuff mm-hmm. um i'm really big into that i'm really big in like you know affirming what it is I'm going to do and putting that on the universe and then continuing to reaffirm it. Yep. So I want to know day, you know, where are you going to be in the next six to nine months? You know, I'm your witness, the audience is your witness, and obviously we'll, we'll be talking before then, but yeah, we'll, we'll have you back on. Six to nine months? Six to nine months, and it could be whatever, like personally.
0: Well, we're going to put on one of the largest two-day locally-ranked conferences in the state of Colorado called Mile High Mentors Life by Design. Don't know how we're going to do it, how many people are going to show up yet or, or how it's really going to happen given the current state of events in my life. But um, that's 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 something big that's going to happen. Um, I'm going to do a stand up comedy on December 8th because I'm scared to do it. But I've had kind of like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I want to do that. So I'm going to do that.
2: Um, Where's it going to be at?
0: I don't know. Yet. I don't know the details yet. Joel, Joel and I literally just talked about this the other day. He's like, Hey dude, I'm doing stand up. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. I'll do an open mic. Nice. Or whatever. It's actually a show. So I don't know how that's going to go, but, um, so that's uncomfortable dude. Just like, just, just, um, doing things to get out of my comfort zone. I foresee our business is going to double in the next six to nine months. Um, you know, we were, our uh, our business right now is having we're gonna wrap in the best year ever and um and uh we're gonna double that and uh help a lot of people and, and be able to give back a lot to the community so i'm really excited about that again i don't know what it's going to look like but i guess we'll find out when That's it's gonna there. be exciting uh-huh My bad. Thank, thank you bad. It. appreciate it
1: Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. So there's no better time than the present to get into the arena of your life and to start moving towards your purpose and potential. Peace. Hey,
2: I want to personally thank you again for tuning in. At the end of the day, I really do believe that we're all in this game of life to help one another out. And that the best way we can do this is through sharing our stories more openly and honestly. And so, if you like the show, please take a quick minute to leave us a rating, drop us a review, and subscribe for more. Also, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better and hear your story. Please head over to com slash chat. That's Carl with a K, S-O-N-A dot com slash chat to book a 15-minute free Zoom call with me. And I can't wait to see you there.